creatures of the night. You hear a creak in the floorboard, a scratching in the windowpane. Is someone out there lurking in the darkness? Could it be your imagination getting the best of you? The fears and the nightmares you hold deep within you are bubbling up at the surface as you sit in your own silence deciding what to do next. But what if you lost the ability to speak, to cry out for help, to phone the police? And on top of this, you lose your sense of hearing, trapped in a world without sound. Left only the voices in your head telling you you are not alone. Evil is all around us. We can feel it as it breathes down our neck. For some silence is golden. For some, it can be deadly. This is It Records. I'm Matt Johnson, as always, joined with my, my co-host and friend. <laughs> Peter Hansen, you, you show off with your elegant speech. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I take some time and I sit down and I, I try to write up, write up a good intro for the show. You know, really set, set the tone for what we're going to be talking about. Whereas I uh, just think of it on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) It just comes to me, just flows through me. But this week, everybody, for the podcast, we will be discussing the 2016 film. Our most recent film um, that we're reviewing and talking about is the 2016 film Hush, directed by Michael Flanagan. Um, For those of you who don't know, it was released on Netflix about, what was it, Pete, a few, last week, two weeks ago? I want to say two weeks two ago. Two weeks now. ago on Netflix. Two, two weeks ago, prior of this recording, of course, because it's true. To throw people off, because recording date is going to be different than the date of release. That's true. So the recording date of <laughs> April twenty sixth. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yes, we'll be discussing that film today. Before we really get into it and give you a synopsis, Pete. This is the time that we arrange for you to give our viewers, listeners, I'll get it right, their listeners, our creepy headline. They're, they're viewers in our hearts. In our hearts, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, today is a little different creepy headline because it's in my neck of the woods as it's happened a block or two away from my house, I want to say. Oh, shit. Where uh, an alleged couple, a man and a woman have been breaking into neighborhood homes in my area. They've been kicking in the uh, the basement windows is how they've been trying to get into your homes, stealing your shit when you're not there under the darkness that clouds them. And I believe they're still at large. I don't know. But it's been reoccurring for quite some time. Shit, Pete. That's, uh... That's real creepy. That's a real creepy headline. How are you? Uh, how are you holding up with all that? I get a little freaked out when I fall asleep on the couch uh, yeah. downstairs in my parents' house, where I hear a noise and I'm just like, oh, "Man, what was that?" Yeah. <laughs> you got to be on high alert. I always look to the fire poker mm. that's nearby. Yeah, and I was like, "I'm using it as a weapon." Yep. <laughs> you got your weapon of choice in case anything goes down. You're prepared. You've seen your fair share of horror movies. Too many. <laughs> You've seen your fair share of home invasion movies, which brings us to Hush, which is a <laughs> 2016. That segue. <laughs> yep, I'm a champion of segues. The 2016 film Hush is a home invasion film. Um, hopefully not similar to the experience that 
Pete and his neighborhood is going through it all. But for some of you who haven't heard of it, it's very recent. Um, I'll give you a brief rundown of just the plot of the movie. A reclusive author, uh, she went deaf as a teenager. She finds herself hunted by a deranged masked killer inside of her isolated home, sending her into a dangerous game of cat and mouse in order to survive the night. As well as being deaf, she is mute. She cannot speak. Well, that is the movie Hush that we, Pete and I watched this past week. Runs a total of about 82 minutes with credits, so it's a very quick film. About hour and 20 minutes, if that. Um, and it kind of just flies through. It's a, a real-time film. Everything happens um, and as, it, as it unfolds in front of you. Except for one dumb part in the third act, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, um, Pete, you actually, you turned me on to this film. I, I wasn't aware of it um, until you brought it up. What were your general feelings about it? How did you come to, I guess, know this movie had come out on Netflix, like, the day it came out? Um, yeah, um, so I was just scurrying the the depths of Netflix. Mm-hmm. I didn't even hear about it, like, via the internet. I was I like to browse a lot on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Maybe many people do this, too, or they just actually make a decision right away. <laughs> I'd, I, unfortunately, do not have that, yeah. where I go probably an hour, hour and a half of me picking of what I want to watch. <laughs> I have that problem, too. <laughs> Mostly where I'm in the horror section. I'm just like, seen it, seen it. <laughs> it's like, eh, I don't feel like watching that right now. Yeah, <laughs> and there might be a better one. I'll uh, see what else there is. I might come back to it. And this one, uh, Hush, came up, and I was like, 2016? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even remember hearing about this movie, because, you know, sometimes I, I, fall, I fall behind on times where, with horror news, I'll admit that. But you know it, it did very well at South by Southwest, and it was released right. It was the first premiere of it. Yeah, and like a week or two after that, it came to Netflix, mm-hmm. like very very soon after it aired there. So I was just like, and then I looked it up, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is a pretty good rating on Rotten Tomatoes." Yeah, I'd say very. And good. I know. Yeah, well, it doesn't have that many reviews. True. But every reviewer has given it a positive review. Yep. So I was like, okay, let's let's check this bad boy out. Mm-hmm. And uh, what were your were you pleased with what you saw? I uh, you, are we jumping the gun a little bit uh, here? I guess, I, guess I shouldn't <laughs> say because we're gonna defend or destroy at the end. That's right. <laughs> or do you want to rearrange it a little differently since this film? is uh, a little more straightforward and it's kind of just like it could just be our a little more in-depth review instead of going by uh segment breakups yeah um well i guess just generally since i mean you're a horror i'd say uh, expert at this point it's a home invasion film i mean that's that's should we sorry to break you off but uh Maybe this would be a, a good point. That's fine. I'm just a, <laughs> <an excellent laughs> <On> a roll. <laughs> I know. I, I apologize, but maybe before we start, it'd be a good uh, time to uh, 
I guess not show the the trailer, but I guess oh. play the audio clip from the trailer. No, that's a good idea. I'll get a general idea of it. Sure. Roll the clip. All right, now, there you have it. There's that trailer, um, pretty standard trailer, I would say, and mm-hmm. about a quarter of the film. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of it kind of shows the highlights, I guess. But uh, I don't know. It's okay. It's okay trailer, but I think the movie itself is mm-hmm. actually, you know, I'm gonna say it. I liked it. I liked this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, you enjoyed it. How do you think then it holds up to? other home invasion films in the horror genre um we can go more recent home invasion or just what what you think are some of the better ones and how it holds up my my go-to home invasion is the original straw dogs is the only one that really comes in my mind right now and strangers i have never seen that one actually oh that's one that comes to mind for me and go ahead Man, I'm really drawing a blank, honestly. <laughs> Didn't do my homework. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, oh, God, now I just feel terrible. But I ultimately, I think Straw Dogs overtakes it by a long shot. But um, I think mm. this movie, Hush, did a very good job by trying to keep it fresh. And, you know, oh, I guess Your Next is another home invasion movie. Yeah. Which was, this kind of felt like your next a little bit. It had some your next moments with like the the mask and crossbow felt very, even though there's been movies with it before, it just felt like it really borrowed from your next. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Um, But it also, it felt, I mean, maybe it was trying to touch on just some, uh, some tropes or some some things used in other horror films because i know from uh doing a little research on it the mask the 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 deranged killer we meet he's wearing sort of a expressionless mask that's kind of got a slight smile to it it's a white mask 
that's plastered to his face. The director meant for it to be sort of a tribute and try to get it to look as close t uh, to Michael Myers as he could, the original Halloween mask. Oh. But not completely taken. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there could be definitely some pre-thought ideas of pulling in these these certain uh, things from previous movies that they enjoyed. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, just that I mentioned the director, it's Mike Flanagan. Um, he also did Oculus, which is on my list, which I know is a pretty famous recent one that people may have seen if you liked that, that movie. I do enjoy that movie as well. Mm -hmm. And then this is a, a Blumhouse production, which they do, I mean, they've done, I mean, they did Oculus, right? I believe so. They've most of the 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 modern, I feel like horror thrillers you see anymore yeah. are are from like Blumhouse. The for Gift is another Blumhouse. Mm -hmm. um, is Paranormal Activity? I want to say it's not. I want to say that's like a bigger studio. But uh, I could Probably. be I could be completely wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I knew them all at, at one point, but uh They've been doing Amity they've been doing a lot lately. Sorry. So it's kinda hard to keep track sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're just they've just been churning them out. Um No, they did do Paranormal. Got that okay. right here. Paranormal, uh the remake of the Martyrs, Sinister. Uh yeah. So that's Blumhouse, just for reference, but so they did. They didn't make it though. They didn't make this movie. It was an acquisition that they 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 got from when, once they saw it at South by Southwest. Oh. Mm -hmm. But I think they chose wisely. I'm not going to say if that means they defend or destroy it. But uh, I think it's a film that I think was a will do well on Netflix once more people find out about it. I do too, and I think it's a it's a good Netflix film, um, just because. Uh, maybe if it's on a large audience scale, um, it's a quick movie. It it might not be the movie theater type environment that people are looking for, or some things that might seem as like a, a weak third act, which I think it has, um, or some um, some instances that they might not suspend their disbelief and be like, "Oh, that's stupid. That's hokey." Um, might be more acceptable in a just like a oh, let's check out this movie on Netflix. They might be more forgiving of it. I feel like. So you're almost saying that Netflix is kind of like a subpar <laughs> way of really <laughs> not of releasing movies. No, definitely not. I mean, I just feel it. I think it still has a stigma to it, where it's definitely picked up pace, especially in TV shows. It's more of like a rental, shows. like something to check out. Exactly. Like kind of like a block, like you're like, oh, I'm not gonna see it in theaters, but like I'll rent it at Blockbuster. But Blockbuster yeah, is I'll, I'll see when it's on is DVD. dead, so we have Netflix. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's got that feel to it. Now, TV shows, I think they're very, um, I mean, they're top notch now. A lot of them are very are are superior to some things that are on TV, but movies, I still think have that stigma. Oh, I'll just I'll see it when it's on Netflix. I'll see I'll see when it's on DVD. So people are more forgiving when they watch it there, which I still think it's a great film. Maybe we'll see. Especially when they're uh, uh, they borrow their friends' passwords and don't even pay for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like a free yeah. Like movie. I don't even I don't even have to see pay this movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Now, getting into this movie, we basically giving you the premise, and it's hard not to, to, if we talk about the film, to spoil it, just because it's it's so quick, and uh, it's... Yeah, I think I mean, we should just, like, say, but, this is full disclosure, spoiler. You sure. want to do it that way, or you want to tiptoe around it? I'm... I feel like we're going to hit spoilers, so we could just... Full. Once we get to them, we can just, yeah. Full disclosure, or we'll probably say some spoilers. Let's say we're going to full disclosure, but we'll give like a spoiler warning right before we do it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure, Pete. That sounds great. Okay, so with this movie, um, I'm not going to go plot point by plot point, but you get the basic idea there's a home invasion, and he's sort of teasing, playing games with the the woman who's who's deaf and mute um basically says he's gonna toy with her and kill her at the last moment when he deems necessary like almost when she begs for it but one thing that i want to point out that i thought was really well um done with this film um despite the sort of original idea for this movie is uh the sound design and the sound being its own i guess character in the film if you will just from the opening sequence they're doing that where it kind of is uh it's uh it's cut um it's muted uh especially when it's around her um which is a definitely a, a brilliant way then to make the jump scare more effective when everything's kind of dead and silent is if you want to use the jump scare especially which they did know no i was going to say especially when you first uh meet the villain i think um when it's like after you talk to the neighbor she talks to the neighbor and then you see the killer and and i was just like oh shit because like you're already you're introduced that she's deaf and mute and then and then she's unable to help her neighbor yeah so mm-hmm. that's and the she's... spoiler part obviously so <laughs> true spoilers <Yeah. laughs> Spo- spoilers uh, but yeah um, I thought that was a really well done feature of the film um, throughout, really. Um, and then I'll, the first act uh, leading up to it, which is quick because it's I mean, an hour and eighty minutes. Hour and eighty minutes? Come <laughs> on, <laughs> it's under, It's eighty minutes. So it's an hour and twenty minutes. But you really, it does grip you, and it's really intense um, when the killer takes off the mask and sort of gives his plan that this is there's no rhyme or reason to this this is what i'm doing and she slowly tries to develop ways to uh look deep within her how um i want to stop you there for a second if if i may yeah um how did you feel about that were you were you upset that he took off the mask or did you enjoy it did you think that was i feel like it raised the stakes and i liked it and I watched mm-hmm. it with a friend, and she agreed. She was just like, yeah, I think that was mm-hmm. for the better. But we lo- we were looking yeah. up reviews on it, like user reviews. And some people mm-hmm. were saying that they like, oh, I really enjoyed the mask. I wanted to keep it on. And I was like, I'd even like the mask. That that, that I'm going to say that I didn't like the mask that much. And I was glad he took it off. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would have to agree with you. Um, I'm glad he took it off. Um I think it was a nice touch to throw the mask on. It kind of given that demented sort of uh, almost Michael Myers-esque sort of like killer that's lurking around. 
but it does raise the stakes because she she says she writes on on the glass that I haven't seen your face. I won't say anything. Please go away. And he takes it off and he goes, now you've seen my face. So you know who I am. You know what I'm doing. This isn't about I'm not I'm not running scared. This is I know what I'm doing here and I'm not leaving until I'm done. It does raise the stakes and it makes it makes him look, I think, even more. Yeah. So I enjoy that he took it off. Mm hmm. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, do you remember what you were saying before that? Before I segue a little bit there. Oh, I, I think I was just basically saying how I think it was. I mean, it gets in the action quick, but it, the the second act was really well put together, where you sort of see her. Um, so she can't say anything. Um, you can't hear anything because they kept when it, when it's her around. They try to keep it as like minimal sound as possible, and you can kind of see through her actions and her facial cues, um, how she would react in that situation. And like, if you would agree with it and it's sort of that survival instinct coming out. Um, and it never seemed over the top to me, like she, or like over exaggerated. It, it, it just flowed really well and it was believable to that extent. Well, I know there's one thing in the, in the story that threw both of us off and we weren't too mm-hmm. fond of. And, it's um since she's a novelist she said she told yep. that she could really think out think out multiple endings in her head and yep. they do that so what they do another spoiler alert here <laughs> um she's like going through the actions of like trying to escape outside and then the killer gets her but we are not aware of that and i'm like oh shit where is this movie going right now and i was pleasantly surprised by that and then it was just like oh jk it's my multiple i'm dreamy it's like fuck you (laughs) yeah that was my reaction to it as well like i was i was with the film like um the premise i was okay with i was following the characters i was believing it i was into the movie and then it surprised me in a good way when she was getting attacked by the killer. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? It's a fucking like dream, multiple endings thing. And I was like, no, that the movie could have done without that. Cause it takes you away from, um, just being trapped inside the house. Cause then it's flashbacks. And then you see her kind of going through a bunch of different ways that she could be killed. Um, and what she needs to do to survive. I think they could, if they wanted to, I know she mentioned it before, but like, I don't know when they showed it. It was just like too. It was like too much was given to us. Like, um, I feel like they could have just like said it like more subtly with like a little bit more dialogue or even more of her actions. Like, they didn't have to show it, but maybe like her like, I don't know, planning out something. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it really, since. I wasn't the screenwriter of this movie, but I'm trying to think mm-hmm. what would make it. Oh, which was the main actress, by the way. Oh, I didn't. No, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Sorry, yeah, she was one of the co-writers. So I was like trying to think. I was like, I think it would have been best to leave it out. But I was like, if they wanted to leave it in, they would have to rewrite the movie a different way. Like, I think if they wanted. So like my first scenario one. Um is that she does get killed in that dream sequence. That's actual reality. But somewhere in between the movie, she actually contacts the boyfriend, and it's like 
more believable that he is coming back and then he comes back to this huge like you know three people are dead in this area maybe that could have been at least a different approach about it. that could have been more interesting it's like i don't know that seems like it'd be different but i don't know if it would work so i was just like mm-hmm. you know trying to amend this story in my head that i thought would be better and i guess the probably the best thing is probably just still met it all together and find other ways of mentioning her multiple endings so the third act would make more sense yeah i i think just to make it they almost just didn't need it i mean it would because it takes you away from it and like what what she comes away with from like going through all those different possible endings and what needs to happen is she says spoilers this isn't really a spoiler but she says i have to kill him like that's the only way she's going to get out of this um I don't think they needed to show all those different possible endings and like take you away from it a bit because there's there's definitely a way you could have shown her like coming to that realization like she doesn't have her phone the power's cut he's around he's surrounding the house she's losing blood she can't run she can't talk like I think the inevitable thing is the only way she's getting out of here I mean I was thinking she's got to kill him like yeah you don't you don't need to go through all the endings yeah like, kill him otherwise it was like one of the first like when the stakes were risen within like the first 15 minutes i'm like you gotta kill him and then when she yeah. finally says oh i have to kill him i'm like yeah i said that like fucking 35 minutes ago <laughs> yeah yeah so i think if they would have we could have just we were on board for that idea and that's when they used like all the different endings cut that from it we're i'm on board that she has to kill him i think it would have been a much tighter third act and it would have kept that intensity the whole time Going with that, Pete, you had a theory yesterday um, that you were talking about with me about this film. Is that um, what was it that um, even the actual ending was a different ending than what might have happened? I think what we saw the third, the final, like the final moments of the third act, was in fact like a multiple endings in her head because it's the way it was like shot and the way that it kind of ended like. I don't want to say catharsis, but, like, I don't know. It just felt, like, very... It felt very odd. And she had, like, a little... It felt like she had, like, a little smirk on her face would made me, like... Made me, like, raise some questions. And I was like, maybe this is just not, like, reality. This is just, like, mm-hmm. in her head, and she actually is just, like, dying. Like, she, she's... Mm-hmm. Maybe... She passed out from the mm-hmm. blood in the bathroom or something. Exactly. I was thinking that... Where she actually did die when we first see her get caught, but it went back to different endings. She actually did die there, and the one ending we saw was a different ending as well. But it was a happy ending, but it wasn't what really happened. Yeah. So, Which I thought that was a very good point that you made. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to say what it is. I feel like it's ambiguous. Like, people could take it, like... Um, my friend, she, she took it the happy ending and was was happy with that and i was like okay that's a fine ending but I, I i almost much rather it be a multiple her if you're if you're pushing for these multiple endings they have it go that way i think is uh kind of is more interesting to me mm-hmm. me too i think that makes it more complex and i like that idea uh, pete i uh 
was then going to ask just an, an overall question. In this movie, what did you find to be the most intense moment that you were uh, on the edge of your seat? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot of situations. I mean, it's, it's someone's being hunted in their house. There, there had to be one of those situations where you were like, that one would have me, my nerves going crazy compared to a different one. There's a lot of moments, but I think the one, since I'm a very visual person, I'm going to have to say um, right after like her neighbor's uh, husband or boyfriend comes into the picture and then um, yeah. he like realizes he's not like a cop and then he gets, you know, he gets killed and then she shoots a mm-hmm. crossbow at him and I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then she drops an arrow and of course has to go back for it. And she just, and he just breaks her fucking fingers. And then yeah. as a visual person, I was just like, oh man, oh man, that's so gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was yeah. just like, no. I was off the wall at that point. I was like, damn, this is crazy right now. No, that for me too. That was that was like the collection of scenes for me that I was like, I was gripped because it was just boom, 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 um, and it was very visual. Um, one hold up I have with that scene uh, is spoilers. So if you're gonna see it, spoilers. Um, when the husband comes over and he gets stabbed, but he's still alive, and he's got him, and they kill her in the yeah. chokehold, but he's like bleeding out. And she sees that, and she, like, doesn't do anything. She just, like, stares from the window. I was so <laughs> mad. I was, I was like, this is it. This is your moment. You can kill him. Just go get a knife. He's dead. You, the guy's got him down. But now she just stayed. And yeah. Said, there's, that, uh, there's moments like that a lot in horror movies, and this movie had them, too. <laughs> I know. It does. It does have them. You almost uh, sometimes it's hard to avoid because then <laughs> then you don't have a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know because it, it would end in the first yeah, few minutes. It's such like so, a. Yeah. It, I feel like this one, you know, it wasn't. It was a lot better about it because I wasn't. Of course, I was mad about that part, but I like. I feel like I've watched plenty of other movies where I'm just like, oh my god, these characters are so stupid. Where she was just like probably felt more cautious and she's injured so it's a little more believable and she's Mm -hmm. like deaf and mute so you know she's not to say not to say that that's even more of a reason but it kind of is (laughs) yeah which uh with that being said it reminded me of uh wait until dark which I'm, i'm sure some people have seen on the podcast if you're listening or not but that's it's a similar type of horror thriller premise um, but she's she's blind. She's not deaf and mute, but she's blind. And uh, these killers are these not really killers, but like there's some package that's in the in her apartment, and they're sneaking in and trying to avoid her uh, detection. That's Audrey Hepburn, who she was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Yeah, Everybody. I saw the there was a couple of film reviews that our researcher Lindsay sent to us, and. <laughs> and I saw that comparison, and I was like, "I've never seen this movie," and I was very interested because I was like, "If it's if it's oh, similar yeah. to this movie, I'm on board." And it's Audrey Hepburn, which was very surprising. And I think Terrence mm-hmm. Young is the director, 
who's done a couple of James yeah, Bond movies, and he's his his mm-hmm. repertoire is kind of like very diverse. So I was very yeah. interested to check it out. That's pretty good, and it's not as gory as this one. It's the '60s, and uh, it's Audrey Hepburn, and also one of the villains is Alan Arkin, a very oh, young man. Alan Arkin. You know <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, check it out definitely if you if you enjoy this one or the premise of it. Wait until dark is another good one. That's similar idea. Mm-hmm. I love love myself a good caper, even though it's not a caper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pete, you kill me. <laughs> With that being said, Pete, I think we've talked it up. We've talked up Hush without without giving away too many spoilers, but quite a bit of. I them. would say we we um, we spoiled pretty much like the highlights. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we got. We apologize. The final thoughts. I would say, I defend this movie. What is your say? You defend yeah. it. You know, I'm gonna. I'll defend it. I get that seems hesitant because uh, it wasn't enough for me to uh, to destroy it, but I had a lot of hiccups with it. Mainly the I, the main gimmick of it is that she's mute and she's deaf, which kind of always ruffles my feathers. Of like, uh, it it just seems like it's you're trying to play on that as like the main hijinks of the movie instead of creating a full on story behind it. Um, so I was a little hesitant, but it was well put together. Um, Act one and act two were great. The sound design was better than I thought it would be. And it just had that a small, weak third act. That one scene we talked about, the dream sequence. But other than that, um, I enjoyed Hush. So I will defend it. I think people should see it. And if, if your theory holds true, if the ending was actually another alternative ending she was spinning in her head, the third act might be a little more redeemable in my mind. Because I hadn't thought that the first viewing. I could get behind that how it would be it would be better. <laughs> but I guess mm. we would never know. It's kind of like a up to the viewer to kind of determine True. what they want. <laughs> yeah. And I prefer your viewing. Um but yeah. So we both defend it. Everybody go out and rush to see Hush on your Netflix account. <laughs> Check it out. It's been on there for a few weeks now. Maybe be 100% Rotten Tomatoes still. But until next time, please uh, check us out on our website. Again, we've been we've been talking it up on these last few episodes. Uh, it records podcasts on WordPress where we'll have the latest episodes. We've got some blog posts on there for you to gander at. you got blog posts on there now. I've got one up there. Pete's going to have... I believe two or so up there, a couple on there, and they'll be coming out as frequently as we can uh, We can churn them out for you. And any forums and discussions about our episodes or about any of the stupid stuff we say on here, please uh, <laughs> feel free to talk about it on, on our website and Twitter and our Facebook. And we'll have many episodes that will come out alongside, we'll try to, um, every two weeks with our, with our usual episode. I'd say that wraps up everything in a nice little bow. <laughs> oh, good. I got it all in. Perfect. Well, until next time, I remain in the shadows. Do you? Do you really? <laughs> I remain there every week. I don't even leave my apartment. I just sit in the shadows and wait until our next movie. 
All right, Matt. <laughs>